Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode one of the Fun Bunched Talk Show. Uh, in this episode, I really want to just overview what we're going to be doing in the podcast and where we're going to try to go with the podcast. So our schedule right now for the podcast is we're going to do every Monday and Friday. Monday will be the session where we have a longer uh, stretch of the podcast. It's going to be like 45 minutes, could be an hour, anything like that. And we hope to have guests on for the Monday shows. Our Friday shows will be shorter segments where we'll release probably two to three short segment um, podcasts that normally concern itself with one feature. Uh, if you don't already know, my name is Noah Woodward. and I'm Christopher Palero. Basically, we are two old friends and we're just trying to put some podcasts together, get our thoughts on a lot of topics. Uh, we're primarily interested in fitness, nutrition, exercise, technology, social media, uh, somewhat interested in politics. From uh, more of a youthful perspective, though, yeah. not so much from a trying to change things perspective. Pretty much what most millennials concern yeah. themselves with is most of these topics, anyways. Mm-hmm. But the topic of today that we're pretty much concerning ourselves <clears throat> with is, you know, new age fitness and diet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to start with our history. Where did our exercise begin? Okay, I want you to start, Noah, because so you've, you've, you've done exercise longer than I have. Uh-huh. Uh, I think for me, it was more of like, I was so against it at first because like, obviously I was a freshman in high school when I like first thought about it, right? And I was just against it. And then it it became socially acceptable going into sophomore year where a lot of people did it, especially the football team. So I went with, you know, friends and whatnot. And I actually ended up really liking it. And I found out that I took it more seriously than the people I actually So when you're talking about with. exercise, what are we talking here? Like, like this, I'm talking like physical like gym? like weightlifting. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I mean, I've played sports for a long time, but I never hit the weight room. Mm-hmm. And I feel I think, like I think you should talk about like your sporting history. Uh, okay, yeah. Like, no, no, no. In regards to exercise through yeah, your yeah. your youth. So obviously I started with football, played football for about eight years and you know, now I just play golf and obviously the downgrade of physical activity and whatnot. But uh, that it's all started in football, and then still hung around with the football players. Mm-hmm. Went to the weight room. I feel like the weight room was a complete transition of fitness, and like I by no means am some type of superhuman fitness person, and I'm not. You know, I mean, I'm like way 143, but I can def- definitely say I've grown over the years, and I've seen the personal improvement. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here to not only share my story, but document everything that I've gone through and what's worked for me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much how it all started. Okay, so my story begins. Um, so I was fat as a kid, like really fat. And uh, I started playing soccer. I wasn't very good at it though. I never really enjoyed sports. Like, I, I don't know. I'm more of the kind of person who likes to do stuff independently, whereas I don't like being told what to do. It's just kind of who I am as a character. And so I never really enjoyed sports. Um, I did soccer for a couple of years. I tried football. It didn't work out well. And then I played basketball. Didn't like it. And then. <laughs> I was always fat. I was just not good at the sports, but I definitely I didn't enjoy the game either. I didn't enjoy watching them. I didn't enjoy playing it. So I'm like, okay. I did Taekwondo for a little, and I enjoyed it. I love martial arts, but I only did Taekwondo. And then, like, I did it for a little. I hurt my knees. And then I realized that the stuff I was doing in Taekwondo wasn't really relevant. Like, I wouldn't really consider it real martial arts. I would consider real martial arts to be MMA, which is, like, jits, Muay Thai, uh, boxing, stuff like that. The, like, the sports that consist of MMA. And so if I did get back into martial arts, it'd probably be around that. But right now, uh, I kind of centered myself on around weightlifting. See, um, I got into weightlifting around the time I was like 16. Uh, I started getting really consistent around 16 and a half, 17. And um, I started at around 275 pounds, which is 
kind of legit obese, mm. which is like this was me sophomore year, yeah. sophomore year high school. So imagine like 14, 15, 275. And then so a friend of mine, Diego Colucci, introduced me to macro tracking. So tracking your calories, stuff like that. That really helped me cut down because I never really understood like what are you supposed to eat when you're trying to lose weight. Did that for a while. Um, eventually I plateaued. My friend Noah right there introduced me to intermittent fasting. That really skyrocketed my results personally. See me as a person, I like big meals and I don't like eating small meals. It's just always been like that. So I went from that and I used to work out six, seven days a week just weightlifting. And then I eventually swapped to a three-day split where I do like uh, separate body parts like A day, B day, A day, or A, B, A day, B day, C day, depending on what I'm trying to do. Um, so I went from 275 to 200 cutting with weightlifting and light cardio. And then I went from 200 to 225 on a lean bulk. Did that for a while. Um, and then I went I'm trying to go from 225, went down to 200 during a cut, and now I'm trying to get to 200 to 180. And then I play on lean bulking after that. Right now I'm at 200 though. Pretty much set. Yeah. The foundation for everything. So I, what I want to go into is a little bit of our unconventional, like our techniques that we've utilized for mm-hmm. our fitness and, and and stuff we've implemented into our regimen that mm-hmm. most people were telling us, or especially telling me, like being like, hey, why are you doing that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like how does this help you and whatnot? And I guess if I was to write a letter to my own personal self when I started, it's I wanted I wanted to tell myself like dude do your research you know what I mean because mm-hmm. you can sit there and do something that doesn't help you and whatsoever exactly. but I feel like I did some things that you're right weren't orthodox were not conventional by any means but I feel like they it, as far as the way my body looked and the way I felt mm-hmm. it definitely reaped the rewards I agree I remember when I started weightlifting like I used to just bench press until I couldn't move my arms anymore or like yeah. I don't even know how many sets that was like maybe like five sets six sets and I was just I would just do exercise until I literally couldn't move anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for a while. And then I switched to doing cardio on off days and just focusing on getting strong on a few lifts. And that really helped me. Like, I feel like the three-day split made me the recovery just phenomenal. Like, I barely ever get sore anymore, but I always, like, see myself either maintaining my strength or getting stronger. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the three-day split I used to implement back when, you know, shout out to Grego Gallagher and Kino Body because he definitely laid the foundation for the whole fasting and yeah, you know the sure. whole three day split in general. Like he's changing a lot of young men's lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that overall, when I did the Kino Body, I it just felt it felt good. You know what I mean? I yeah. felt great. So like I kept doing it, and I think I definitely saw the rewards in action. And I was really thankful that I found something like that. But what I really want to go into to specifically I was trying to go on this earlier but it was tough for me and I wanted to detail a little bit about the intermittent fasting experience you know what I mean like yeah so I've been doing intermittent fasting for over a year now Mm -hmm. Uh, I do it every day I just find it much more like it it makes me feel much better Um, so what I do is I'll usually wake up I'll either count four to seven hours and I'll do like a 16-8 split and then eat within the two to ten window which is p.m. and so I found that I'm able to eat huge meals, and for me, like dieting, what sucks is like forcing myself to eat small. Like I was never good at that. It's never been something I enjoyed. Like I don't feel mentally satiated or physically satiated without a fat meal. And so when I was able to incorporate intermittent fasting and eat like a 1,200 calorie meal or 1,400 calorie meal in one sitting, mm-hmm. I felt extremely satisfied. 
and so I did intermittent fasting. Uh, it took me a while to get used to the black coffee, though. Yeah. Like, what's funny is, like, no one introduced it to me. It was just black coffee and water during the morning. And I started this in junior year. And so, like, I was just forcing my... The only thing I would bring would be, like, black coffee. And if I didn't drink that, I'd either starve mm. or I'd be thirsty as, like, yeah. hell. And, like, it just takes time to get used to. It's all about actually wanting to, like... You gotta really... When it comes to fitness, in my opinion, you gotta just have that goal. And you just gotta keep that in your mind. And that's what keeps you motivated. At least it does for me. Yeah. And um, I guess for people who haven't ever <clears throat> heard of intermittent fasting or have ever done it... Mm-hmm. Uh, could you describe to them like okay. what what yeah, you yeah, really yeah. have to do from the beginning? What makes it most effective? And and something that a lot of people ask is like, how do you curb your appetite or how do you get through the appetite? Okay, so basically, let's start from the beginning. So intermittent fasting, essentially, what it is is it's pushing off breakfast. You don't eat as soon as you wake up. What you do is when your body doesn't have any uh, calories in its system, it burns the calories from the fat stores, which. Um, you know, if you're if you're already really lean, it might not be the best thing for you, but it really helps for people trying to cut down fat. So when you do is in the morning, you wake up, and then from that morning, like, what's really good is most people they there's different types of intermittent fasting. There's like the sixteen eight method, which is what I do personally, where I don't eat for sixteen hours and I have an eight hour window to eat. There's some people who do like one day eating, one day not eating. Personally, I found the best results with like a sixteen eight. Although sometimes it becomes like a 24 or 22-4 where I'll eat all my calories in a short period of time. It just kind of happens. Like, like I've noticed that my hunger kind of isn't like a problem anymore for yeah. the most part. Like cravings have gone down. And so with intermittent fasting, for getting used to the hunger, the black coffee, what black coffee does is it stunts your appetite. Mm. And so drinking black coffee during a fast makes it much easier to not get so hungry. Yeah. Also staying hydrated. If you uh, drink like a lot of water, your body feels more full. You got it full of water, and the uh, the water gives you more energy as well. And so, um, so there's that. There's also incorporating fruit towards the end of a fast to make it last longer. Basically, when you're fasted, you're emptying out the glycogen in your body, and so when you're doing that, is a like there's glycogen stored in your muscles and in your liver, and when you get tired towards the end of the fast, it's usually because your liver glycogen is low. And uh, a lot of fruits, like the fructose, what it does is it, when it's breaking, when it's broken down, it goes directly into your liver. So it can give you that energy boost for a little. And so if you're trying to extend a fast, that works. Um, so with fasting, um, it's that eight-hour eating window. So what you want to do for the first meal is you'd want to try to avoid sugars, um, like just simple sugars primarily. Although personally, I've noticed if I push up, if I eat carbs right at the end of my fast, I get really sluggish and tired. Like I did that earlier. Like I ate sausage and, and rice, and like I literally was so sleepy that I I just passed out. I didn't eat any carbs yesterday on accident. I'm aiming to go keto pretty soon. I've seen a lot of benefits like from the research I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of research on keto. A lot of Joe Rogan. Um, he he gets this de- uh, this guest. She's a doctor. She's oh, yeah. extremely yeah, informative. Yeah, like her, really her knowledge is insane. She's got her own podcast too. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Like she's a really interesting character. But uh, so with intermittent fasting, it's just restricting your caloric intake to a certain eating window. And what it does is it increases your growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the fourteen to sixteen hour mark, what happens is uh, there's a spike in HGH. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to go to the gym during that time period, you'll notice your testosterone's kind of increased. 
Mm-hmm. Like not, I'm not not necessarily your testosterone, but your growth hormone. Your growth hormone stimulates muscle growth, so I just kind of associate it with testosterone. And so that's a big thing. It really helps uh, putting on muscle because what you're doing is you're switching your body from this fat burning state to this uh, um, mu- like muscle building phase, which is usually impossible without the use of steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a topic that on the intermittent fasting side that I think I experienced the most is the the cognitive improvement oh, that I've sure. seen and like I, I can't tell you enough like how many times that I've been in school and whatnot and I'm near the end of the fast and I just feel so receptive I feel mm-hmm. ready to go and I, I feel like going back way back when I used to fast I don't fast anymore because I definitely noticed like a drop in weight and it's I'm not gonna say it's not where I was trying to go but mm-hmm. I think for a lean bulk for me, it's it's a lot more difficult when I can just bulk and I see a lot better progress in that way. But there mm-hmm. will be a day I'll definitely yeah, go yeah. back. The biggest to, thing is like you know, everybody's different, so you just yeah. gotta find what works for you. Yeah, and and that's why like I felt like the cognitive ability that improved. I mean, my grades you could see like way back then. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say my grades are bad right now, but like back then I felt like I was just on top of everything. My mind was just ready to go, and mm-hmm. it, it was just a, such this buzz when. You know the HGH going up towards the end of your um, uh, towards the end of your fast and whatnot, and you just feel like your body needs that food. It's like it's entering the the I wouldn't say the the, the fight or flight. You know yeah, what I'm trying to say I is uh, it, your your body just so receptive to the environment around you. Oh that, yeah, do you want to know the reasoning behind that? Yeah. So um, you know you remember Kyle from work Athens? Yeah. Yeah. So he was telling me basically when you eat something. Um, the blood in your body mm-hmm. rushes to your stomach to digest the food. Mm-hmm. And so without when you're not eating, you have more blood to be moved around. So it's easier to do exercise. And the biggest thing is you notice that there's more blood flowing to your brain. And when there's more blood flowing to your brain, you have more cognitive function. Yeah. So that's a huge factor. Uh-huh. So when you eat, you're, you get you feel sluggish a little because mm-hmm. the blood's moving down into your stomach to digest the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I've never understood a lot of the biology behind most of the stuff, but... I can definitely tell mm-hmm. from personal experience of the things that I've seen and the things that helped me do in my life. And I'm not going to go tell someone out there to starve themselves. Like, obviously, they should do whatever That's they do the at their own risk. That's the biggest thing. You, you know see, I mean? when, I, when I talked about fasting, like especially at first, people were like, you're fucking starving yourself. You're crazy. Like, what are you doing? You're yeah. going to die. I'm like, well, I mean, it's not like I'm starving myself. I'm just pushing off my meal. Like, it's only starving yourself. The problem with intermittent fasting that some people run into is the fact that they'll cut their calories down to like 1,000 mm. when you're supposed to be eating like around 2,000 calories yeah. for like the average person. This is a normal 2,000 calorie diet in America. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it easy to under eat if you're not used to eating big meals. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like for the most part, we've encompassed most of the uh, intermittent fasting experience. I want to talk about keto for a little. I've been doing a lot of research on keto, and I'm planning on switching starting Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guest we're going to have on Monday, Diego Colucci, he's been doing keto for a little while, and he's been seeing phenomenal results. Uh, so with keto, I'm interested in it because, as I said before... Definitely, we'll, we'll give them uh, a little bit of a sneak peek into keto because we'll have a lot of that content on Monday, too. You know you're what right, I mean? you're right. So like, give them really like, hold... the rundown of like what you can expect from okay. keto like a little bit yeah, how to so, do it and whatnot so keto essentially is just cutting out carbs from your diet you're trying to stay below like 20 grams of carbs mm-hmm. a day and like uh, carbs are your body's primary source of energy and carbs are stored in your glycogen and like your which is in your liver and in your muscles so when you deplete that glycogen your body gets more used to using fat as a primary primary energy source uh, the thing with fat is like there's um 
basically four calories, which is essentially energy per gram of carbohydrate. Whereas with fat, there's nine grams of energy per gram. I mean, nine calories, which is of energy per gram. So it's much more efficient. And when your body is used to burning fat as a main source of fuel instead of carbohydrates, you're metabolizing fat. So you're metabolizing the fat in your system as well as the fat you're eating. So it makes fat loss really easy. And um, a lot of people see a lot of benefits. See, you're, um, I was doing some research onto this, and it was about cognitive function. See, like with intermittent fasting, you see a boost in cognitive function. And your brain needs glycogen to function. But when you're in ketosis, when you're in this fat, using fat as a source of energy, a lot of people say that their cognitive function increases exponentially because you're using a different source of energy. Your brain's running on more energy, essentially, and it has more to pull from. So, yeah, I've noticed when intermittent fasting, I eat carbs. Carbs just slug me out. Yeah. So I want to switch to keto because I've noticed if I push off my carbs to later in my, like, towards the later in my eating window... I won't get tired. Like the other day, I only ate like a uh, sausage, which is like I ate like 120 grams of fat and like 51 grams of protein and like three grams of carbs. So, and like I didn't get tired at all. I went to work and like I was a little tired from like because I didn't sleep as much as I wanted to. I didn't have any coffee that day either, but I wasn't like sluggish. Like it wasn't like me being like, like food tired. I was like more just slightly tired from not sleeping as much as I wanted to. And the lack of coffee, but we'll definitely talk about keto more. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm structuring my diet around that now. Yeah. I want to push it off to Monday because I was planning on starting it sooner, but I have this float tank experience I want to um, oh, do. Yeah. Basically, we'll talk. Well, I think we'll talk. I'm, I'm going to talk too. about that on Monday, Monday, like my experience with it on Monday. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's like a sensory deprivation tank. I'm gonna come back. Uh, I'm I'm very into philosophy, mm. and that's just kind of who I am. Yeah. So I feel like this might be a very philosophical experience for me, mm. and I definitely want to bring it up on the pad- podcast on Monday. Oh, yeah. uh, we got some exciting content coming up, especially yeah. some of the guests we have. And then Monday will probably be a little bit more fitness, and we'll talk about the sensory deprivation and whatnot. And then Friday, probably come Friday again, we might switch it up to maybe more current event-based stuff and just more different things mm-hmm. and i think we'll have some interesting topics that, and uh for uh, this podcast we're definitely looking to get user interaction yeah if you ever want to p- uh, pitch in your ideas to mm-hmm. shoot us a message mm-hmm. uh we'll have some medium set up for that mm-hmm. and uh so we'll see you on monday uh, thank you thanks for watching have a good one